Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. My name is Shola. I am your host and um, thank you for joining me today. And um, today I'm just going to be talking very briefly off the cuff about something that dropped in my spirit yesterday. The Lord, you know, dropped it in my spirit. And like I have said on previous musings, anyway, before I dive right into it, I hope you're well. I hope you're staying safe. I hope, you know, you find peace and joy in whatever it is that's going on around you. It's a crazy time, I know, for many of us. And I pray that the peace of God rests upon you and keeps you whole, safe, and healthy. In Jesus' name. If this is your first time on this podcast, thank you for joining me today. Um, If you enjoy what you hear, please share with other people. This is a... (laughs) not for profits not for you know it's, it's not one of those commercial podcasts at all this is you know really just on the level um intimate musings with the lord jesus christ and with all followers of christ and anyone who is really seeking and searching to have a new and a different and a personal and a real experience with the lord and on this podcast i talk about my work with god i talk about life and how God is helping me to navigate the complexity of life. It happens that we happen to be in a global pandemic. It's a very challenging time for a whole lot of us in so many ways. I mean, I we've had health challenges. Many of us, many people have contacted, well, have had either you've had the virus or you had someone close to you who's had the virus. Some people have lost people, friends. Some of us have lost very close family, friends. It's just been a really hard time. A lot of people have lost their jobs they've had to change a lot of plans affected just a lot going on and in some countries like mine there's been economic chaos there's been political chaos there's been security upheavals and just general misbehavior across boards and failure of leadership so it is a very challenging time and i think now more than ever i think you know the bible this is the time when you really know I think you just have to really get deep with God and with whatever it is that you really believe in and I don't think it's a time for us to you know to be wishy-washy or shaky about where we pitch our tent you know what I'm saying I just think this is a place time for you're either hot or you're cold I don't think it's a time for being lukewarm about your faith or about things that you believe in and so anyway so there you go so I want to talk about um some the verse that the Lord dropped in my heart like some days ago. So I'm at this I'm at a decision point in my life. Let me put that way. I was gonna use the word crossroads, but I wouldn't call it a crossroad, even though you can call it that. And I think I don't this happens in my life. I don't know if it happens in yours, but I think it happens to all of us, whether we're conscious of it or not. You get to a point in your life it's like you travel a road it's just like when you're driving a car you know so there are moments at which you're driving the car you know it's on a straight road there may be a turning at the left you know but you're driving a straight road then you get to a point where that you know it's a crossroad in, in that you have to decide whether do i go left do i straight on or do i turn right and um, you have to make the decision and you have to make it fast because if you don't you, you know yeah, yeah i mean really you know it, it's going to make a whole difference to the journey and to your you know and your destination and the experience that you have and what you're able to achieve so you have to make that decision at that point and it's either you turn left you turn right or you continue on the straight road 
you have the opportunity and that's the thing about a crossroad there's an opportunity it's called a crossroad because you've gotten to the point whereby there's an alternative there's an opportunity to turn left or right to change direction to take a new path either a shortcut or you know just to take uh, a different path and i think oh and the holy spirit is speaking to me now thank you holy spirit and the, the important thing about that crossroad is that it doesn't it's an opportunity because it doesn't come often because when you're on a journey there are times when there is no left there is no right and anyone who's ever tried traveled on a freeway or any kind of road would know this you have to in fact many times when you're on your sat nav it tells you wait for the turn you're actually actively looking for the turn you're like where is this turn isn't this turn going to come yes because that turn takes you nearer to where you want to go and you don't want to miss the turn and i remember many times i've traveled through the country uh, roads particularly places like in the uk sometimes when you miss those very important turns oh my goodness the next one oh you're going to have to travel for miles in fact it just changes the, the entire you know trajectory just changes you really you just lose control of your journey you have to be really really you know i mean you must really be very focused and really know how to use your sat nav to find your way back so you really try to pay attention to make sure you don't lose the turn and that's even just when it's just like a left turn or a right turn not necessarily on a crossroad but i'm talking about that point in your life when you know you're at a decision gate a decision point you just know it everything i mean if you're someone who is very intuitive spiritually or even emotionally or just on a psychological level you know when you're at that decision gate you know you know that and i'm in fact i'm at that point now in my life there is a decision i'm at a decision gate i i know it i can feel it i know that i have the choice to continue on the path that i'm going on or to take a left or to take a right and i can see it very clearly now my flesh wants me to continue on what is comfortable for it to do because it knows that that left that i have to take or that right that i'm going to take or that next step that turn it's going to be very tough on my flesh. It's going to be very hard on me. And of course, my flesh doesn't want me to do that. But my spirit man, my spirit man, in my heart, I know that this is the time. I have to take this turn now. I have to. And even though I don't know how the road is going to be when I take that left turn, I don't know what I'm going to meet on that road. I don't know how I'm going to manage the long drive. But I just know that I have to take the turn. And I think what the Lord is dropping in my spirit now, which is also very in line with my, you know, my context, is that crossroads don't happen all the time. You know, whenever we say, when we say I'm at a crossroads, we say it like, it's a bad thing but i'm just realizing that crossroads don't come often in your life because most of the time you and i are on a path we've taken decisions and we're on that path and oftentimes there's no opportunity for a left or a right one. a typical a, a typical case in point is a, a decision to get married even if eventually you will get off that train or whatever there's a period when you really can't just get off you know what i'm saying you're in it and you have to soldier through it but the point at which you're about making the decision whether to get married to that person at that time, that is a decision gate. That is a crossroad. And again, the opportunity for that doesn't come all the time. 
because the dogs may not line up in a row you know you know what i'm saying before you can find someone who is willing who is available who is suitable you know in the right place at the right time to to to, to, to align his or her life with yours at a specific case in point in time similar interest everything when i say all the dogs are lined everything lined in a row your work your life your your your, your vision sometimes it's even physical presence just being in the same place at the same time everything being able to be aligned and retrofitted to agree and say yes we're going to get married and we're going to merge our lives together you know it's very it doesn't happen for many people it's a once in a lifetime thing some people are able to achieve it twice in a lifetime very few people three times successfully three times in a lifetime almost impossible for most of us a lot of people on the planet never even get to that you know decision gate in the, in the context of marriage for many reasons you know so i think realizing when we're at a very important decision gate and a crossroad is the important thing because it's almost like a portal it opens for a period i mean no reasonable portal is ever open forever just like application portals even if you're applying to a university they don't leave it open forever definitely not for admission into a certain course at a certain year it's open for a period and there's a window of opportunity for you at that point for you to apply if you miss it you miss that course you miss that round you miss that opportunity everything that that whole experience could have won for you in that year at that time with the students with the lecturers with the faculty with the community you'd have been learning with it is all gone it doesn't mean you can't get it later but that that is gone it's gone it's gone and this reminds me of where solomon says time and chance happens to all men but the problem is that many of us we do not know our time so we do not know the opportunities that we should seize because this is it for us so anyways and this is a massive digression now but the holy ghost has used it to speak to me the point is that the portal is not open all the time the crossroads once the opportunity comes just you are in a moving car if you don't turn you miss the turn you miss the opportunity to turn left and then you continue to go on and if you stop also you also miss the opportunity to turn at that time either way you are at a decision gate the opportunity you are in moving traffic you can't just stay in one place you have to make that decision do i turn right do i turn left do i continue going straight i am at such a gate in my life and i know what my heart my spirit is telling me to do but there was something that the holy spirit said to me and you know while i was having this confusion my flesh was speaking to me some people you know trying loved ones in quotes you know trying to make me almost question what i was making then i started hearing the voice of the lord and as the voice of the lord started coming and i'm saying this you know this is not one of those as in i was hearing it in my heart and that voice started i was just taking action without even listening to my flesh anymore there are very few times i would say i have operated this way in fact i can't even recall but his voice was so strong and i didn't realize this was what was going on i was being propelled by the force of his voice and i wasn't listening to my flesh even though i wanted to listen to my flesh now i was even saying to someone very close to me i said i feel this decision i'm taking i feel almost like the way jesus christ felt when you know in your heart that this is what god wants you to do but you know that this is the right thing for you to do but you're fl- you really don't want to do it and you're like is, isn't there another way and i and i and, and i do i know that equating myself with the with jesus in the garden of gethsemane is not at all the same but i'm saying when you're in that moment when you know that 
there is something that you need to do and it's you, you don't really have any personal gain well directly indirectly just like jesus he gains i mean he, he gained us as his brethren and that was important to him he gained us being reconciled unto god that was important to him but at that point in time it wasn't there was no direct there was no direct personal benefit it was something that was um very very selfless it involved a lot of denial you know that sort of thing so and it wasn't something that was comfortable to do there was a there was a lot that was at stake a lot that was going to be lost that you really wish couldn't this be done in an easier way for me you know so that's sort of like the way i was feeling and i was going through all of the emotions almost you know going into panic mode and i really understand why jesus had to go and pray it all out because sometimes that's all you really need to do so i started you know speaking in tongues which i unfortunately don't do a lot of these days you know but i had to start doing that because i just realized that i was getting really troubled and i think that was part of all of that going on in my heart and in my mind was um what you heard in the last musings when i talked about anxious for nothing and all of that but then the lord at the point i found out that i was i realized that i was listening i was acting i was obeying without question that was really what i was doing and I, then i realized that something was going on in me that hasn't happened in a long time which is that i was hearing his voice and the strength of his voice was so even without was so was so strong that i i could not but respond to it so i was taking action even though my like I was, my flesh was not happy or comfortable i was just it's like i was i took the left turn i had already started taking the left turn i was acting on the left turn even with even when my body and every other thing was there so what was it that propelled me and god gave me a scripture that explained to me what had been happening and when i realized i was like oh my goodness yes this is a perfect illustration of what you're describing this scripture and this is what has been happening to me and this is why this is happening so it make me made me feel a whole lot better and i'm sharing this because if you are you are at a crossroads and you're experiencing this as well maybe this would also speak to you and help you know and help us all be at comfort at what is going on we don't have to be comfortable with the choices that we make so long as we're obeying and we're, we're hearing from god so let me put it this way so this is it um in john chapter 10 i'm going to read the gospel of john chapter 10 and this is jesus speaking he was talking about his sheep him being the good shepherd and you know he was talking about the relationship between the shepherd and the sheep and also between you know those who are not his sheep those within his fold those that are outside of his fold and you know all of that and i would like to read it from the beginning but let me first go straight to what i think is relevant to what i have been talking about and this was dropped in my spirit by the holy ghost last week and it's just a perfect illustration of what i have been experiencing and i think it's really awesome for me when you know your your life becomes an illustration of scripture i think that is where god really wants us to be rather than scripture we're trying to retrofit our life into the scriptures you know what i'm saying so i think both should go hand in hand but at the point when my life becomes you know an illustration or a proof point of what god describes in scripture then i i, I mean god is happening on in me i mean I'm, I'm i am experiencing you know the, the way the eternal life of god I'm, i am in it this is kingdom life you know really really you know the word is 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 is, is becoming flesh is becoming life is becoming active in, in my life and it's a fantastic and wonderful place to be and it's the holy spirit that helps with that illumination with that illustration and makes it really real for us so i read from verse 25 it says 
he was talking to the Jews, was talking, and he was addressing the unbelief of you know the people around him at the time. And he said, "But because you are not my sheep, you refuse to believe. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish. No one can snatch them out of my hand." Now I'm thinking that perhaps I, I should read from verse 22 or so. So let me just pull that up. Yeah, so I read from verse 22. Um, then came the festival of dedication at Jerusalem. It was winter and Jesus was in the temple courts walking in Solomon's colonnade. The Jews who were there gathered around him saying, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Messiah, tell us plainly. Verse 25, then Jesus answered, I did tell you, but you do not believe. The works that I do in my father's name testify about me, but still you do not believe because you are not my sheep. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I mean, let's let's look at that. So that's verse 27. It says, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one will ever snatch them out of my hand. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. Now, let's, let's unpack that a little bit. He says his sheep, they listen to his voice. And he, he, if we go back to verse 14... This is where he gives that iconic verse when he says, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me just as the father knows me and I know the father and I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. The reason my father loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord and free will. I have the authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. This command I have received from my father. Oh, wow, this is awesome. I can imagine the response he got from the Jews in verse 19. He says, okay, let me call them. The people who, who listen to him, because if he was in Nigeria, they would have done the same thing anywhere on the planet. This way, it would have, they would have reacted in the same way. And we do see that reaction today, even in the world that we live in. It says, Many who heard his words, they were divided. Many of them said, he's demon-possessed and raving mad. Why do you listen to him? And then others said, these are not the sayings of a man who is possessed by a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? So we do see the voice of reason even in all of that. So anyways, but what strikes me here is that he says, my sheep hear my voice. I think there's another place where he says, the voice of the stranger, they will not hear. I think that's earlier on. Oh, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. So in verse 4, he says, um... The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep, verse 2. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep listens to his voice. That's the shepherd. He calls his own sheep by name and he leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never, ever, verse 5, follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Oh my goodness. Verse 6, Jesus uses this figure of speech because the Pharisees did not understand what he was telling them. I'm coming out in goosebumps as I'm speaking because this is so true to my life. He says to run from the voice of a stranger. I've had to run from the voice of the stranger in my life recently. I've had to run. And I wondered why I was running. But now I realize because it was the voice. I, I, I recognize that this was not the voice of the shepherd. I ran. I ran. And I was wondering why am I running? 
Oh my goodness. He says, they follow me because they know my voice. And everyone, if you've ever raised pets of any kind, you understand what he's saying. If you've ever had a dog, you've ever had even a dove recently. I mean, my husband had a dove recently that used to follow him everywhere. And when the dove was about to die, she knew she was about to die. She flew from where she was. She wasn't a pet. She was a wild dove, but she would come to her house. My husband would feed her. And when she knew she was about to die, she came and came to lie down by the chair, his garden chair, a chair in our garden, and she died there. We saw her the next morning. We were not sure if it was the same dove, but after that day, we never saw her again. We realized that that was the dove that died. She came to die by my husband's chair, his garden chair, where he usually sits when she comes you know, to eat from the food. Um, the, bird, the bird said that he, feed, he used to feed her. He's been feeding her for months. It's not even up to a year. But she came to die at his feet. It's the most bizarre story ever. But this is... That's why I say, if you... So when I read this, I, I, I understand it because also we've also had um, dogs before. They know your voice. The voice, I mean... You, we had a dog called Toga. He would never, ever follow the voice of a stranger. You, there's nothing you could do to make Toga come after you. But he, he, he knew his master's voice. He knew. He even knew. He knew how his master. He knew his master's voice. When his master was at the gate, he would know. And he listened to his master. No one could ever make Toga do anything. But he, he listened to his master's voice. He heard his master's voice. He followed his master's voice. He did what his master asked him to do every single time. He loved his master, obeyed without question. And if you've ever had sheep or so as well, cattle, whatever it is, you would understand what Jesus is saying. So if you are the sheep of Christ... You don't need to struggle. When he starts speaking, you will hear and you will obey. Even when you don't want to. Especially when he's speaking. You know what I'm saying? You know, sometimes I say, oh, I, I don't know what, I can't hear what God is saying. I'm, perhaps you can't hear because he really is not speaking. Or, you know, you know what I'm saying? Maybe you expected to, him to say something. But what I realized now, because I realized now that I was acting. It wasn't like, you know, there was... I, I was just acting because and it, it when he said he said he, he, then the Lord then said to me, Shola, why are you surprised? You are my sheep. You are responding to my voice. You are hearing me because I'm speaking. And I said, Really, that's what's happening. My sheep hear my voice and they follow me. Because he is moving. He's moving in a direction. I'm following him. I'm driving in a motorcade. Jesus is in the next car. So when he takes a turn, and I'm like, why, why, why are you turning? Honestly, I prefer driving on this long road. Why are you turning into this dusty road? But anyway, it's Jesus. Well, I have to turn. So I'm mumbling and I'm grumbling, but I'm turning because my master has turned, taking a turn to the left. I'm following him. This is so apt for me now. And, and, and I pray that the Holy Spirit will communicate the reality of what I'm saying because I'm living this right now. In fact, I said to someone yesterday, I said, it's almost like the cloud of glory is moving. All I'm doing is I'm moving with the cloud. And I have I have, I have no choice. I cannot but move with the cloud because I don't want to remain in the darkness. Because, I mean, when the children of Israel, uh, children of Israel were moving with the cloud, the glory cloud came with light. So as it was moving, you had to move with it because you didn't want to be left behind. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You really don't want to be left behind when the cloud of glory is moving. So for me, in my life now, I sense that the cloud of glory is moving in a direction. I have to move with the cloud. And you know, 
why this is distinct i'm going to read that scripture i'm going to go back and read the, that scripture after this and i'm sorry i'm really speaking fast now but i'm spending so much time and i just want to get this all out there were times the cloud of glory stayed over the children of israel and then they would camp and stay but whenever the camp of glory moved they moved with the cloud as well that's what's happening with me so the cloud of glory has been you know it's been present in a space and in a time and in a place and in a location but now it's it's moving i have to move with the cloud i have to move with the cloud and it's not just about moving with the cloud but i'm hearing his voice i'm hearing his voice and when 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 the lord pointed me back to the scripture in fact i will recommend you read the entire john chapter 10 because everything he talks in detail about this relationship between the shepherd and the sheep and the fact that there is the voice of the stranger there's the voice of the shepherd and the sheep will not listen to the voice of the stranger they hear his voice they listen to his voice they know his voice they follow his voice i think this is really profound another scripture in romans 8 14 says as many as are led by the spirit of god they are the sons of god what this tells me is that a christian a child of god should never worry about whether or not you will hear the voice when you when you will hear the voice of god or or, or or be able to identify it when he speaks i think many times we struggle because we're we're trying to listen for something that perhaps is not there because in this case if i use this my my own current context now to explain what has happened i wasn't actively listening i didn't spend time in prayer saying oh god speak to me he just started speaking and i'm not even saying i didn't he was just speaking i don't know how to explain it he was just speaking you know it's like when you're just you're hearing with the ears of your spirit man so it's like you're being advised there's no it's not you're being the same way someone is advising you you're receiving counsel and advice on a direction to take that is purely from heaven it's not you know no one it's not an advice that you can say oh flesh and blood it's not from flesh and blood it's not even from you it's not from me because my own flesh my own <laughs> flesh and blood doesn't want to do it you know because it's going to be a very physically tasking path but you're hearing and you cannot doubt it and you're hearing it and what what jesus says here really hits home for me because I didn't even need to question who is speaking you know I, I, I was I just obeyed it was even in the pro, it was after the obedience I was like why are you do you know you do, you don't want to do this why are you do I was like yeah but it was I just by it was automatic it was it's almost like a default setting I just like exactly the way I described it Jesus is in a comfort he turned if I turned you know you just follow the master why is he turning here what okay yeah okay yeah that's exactly how it was so i find myself i'm taking the turn even though i didn't want to take the turn but i i knew that yeah the master is yeah told me to take the turn he's taking the turn i have to follow so this was what had been happening and i was questioning myself why are you doing this even though you know i mean why this why now and then the lord said to me my sheep hear my voice and then i realized that this is what was happening on a subconscious spiritual level i was responding to the leading that i was getting my human spirit was getting it wasn't shut i wasn't shutting down my god wasn't shutting down my mental processes but he was speaking to my spirit and my spirit was responding and 
taking the rest of my body and my mental frame and my will and my decision making he was taking it along in the way that he knows how you know that whole transmission transmission transmitter process how god makes it happen but the good shepherd was speaking to my spirit that conversation was taking on was taking place at a subliminal subconscious supernatural spiritual level while the human mind mental conversation was going on but i started acting even before my mental processes fully had come to terms and in the process of my obeying the lord explained to me and illuminated to me what was happening and why i was obeying without question and for me it's a very because i always felt everything my mind needed to um be in support before i did i do certain things but i realized that what jesus says here because if you if you if i if if the way this is coming to me now when you see the way the sheep follows the shepherd it doesn't necessarily understand where the shepherd is going probably maybe was even eating or had plans to stay longer in the pasture but when the shepherd moves intuitively the sheep moves with the shepherd and when the shepherd calls sometimes the you know so there are two things there's following and then there's hearing when the shepherd calls and he's also moving even you you can't disobey the two you you, you can't and in this case i was uh, yes both were happening the shepherd was moving and he was speaking calling me by name he says jesus said it that yes because you are not of my sheep that's why you cannot hear me so i don't blame you so there seems to be a microchip that has been installed in our hard drive once and our operating system once you become a child of god that microchip predisposes you to hear the voice of the shepherd when the voice speaks once he speaks you will hear you will follow do not worry and stress about whether you will hear or follow God when he's speaking. If you are his sheep, you are in his fold. You have a microchip installed in your hard drive and operating system. You will hear it loud and clear and you will follow. And the Lord will make good your paths in Jesus' name. God bless you all for listening. Stay lifted and have a wonderful day in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.